Welcome to the Total Freedom Podcast, where you can build your total freedom lifestyle and live your life doing what you want, when you want, with whomever you want. And now, here is your host, John Racine. Welcome to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. I am your host, John Racine. I am super excited for today's guest. She's somebody that I met online a while back. She went on a very interesting journey to discovering how to be more holistic and to lead a life that is filled with purpose and not with strife and challenges and troubles. She has an amazing story, an incredible journey, and it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Ms. Georgiana Danette. Georgiana, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Total Freedom Podcast today. How are you, my dear? I'm very well, thank you. I'm uh, working almost as usual. Almost as usual. I think that's a bit more normal than most people. (laughs) Yes, I I believe so. Here in Sweden, there is no uh, quarantine, so uh, life is almost normal. Interesting. So Sweden doesn't have that lockdown like everybody else does. So what changes are you experiencing? So even if there is no uh, lockdown, that uh, I can I can sense, I can definitely notice uh, the fact that um, there is a certain amount of fear and anxiety going on around. So people are not as uh, lively and um, happy as usual. Uh, there are some common common sense rules in place, for example, this with keeping distance from each other. But there is an, there is an uh, hanging fear and anxiety going on. Absolutely. Here in America, we're starting to see several states starting to reopen and there's still that social distancing and there's some anxiety over that still. Yes, here, here as well. So uh, it's, not a, it's not a pleasant atmosphere to feel around you all the time. Absolutely. I think in the U.S. we're ready to get back to a bit more normal, but obviously we want to be safe at the same time. Exactly. Yes, I, I can definitely understand that. But in the same time, I think it's important to um, be able to maintain a certain emotional balance because we all know that our immune system uh, gets worse when we are afraid or stressed. It's, a, it's affected in a negative way. Absolutely. So let's dig into that a little bit more. What are some things that you can identify that kind of put you in that bad space? Are there thoughts? Are there feelings? What are some some markers? Yeah, we it, it always starts with our thoughts. So we start um, creating the scenario based on fear, for example. And uh, many times we are afraid of something which uh, didn't even happen yet. But still, because our mind is vivid, we uh, paint a very vivid uh, picture of an uh, unsafe, unsecured, uh, threatening future. And that, of course, will will create in in its turn some uh, not-so-pleasant feelings and emotions. And if we maintain those thoughts and those emotions for a long time, we will have an ongoing state of anxiety or fear or or stress, 
which in turn will affect our physical health to certain degrees. Maybe digestion will get worse, maybe we'll not sleep uh, as well at night as usual, uh, and so on. So it always starts with the thoughts we have in our mind, which will affect our emotions, which will affect our physical body. It kind of reminds me of one of the acronyms that I've heard about fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing as real. So your mind starts to believe it. And what's relatively new for me, and I've only discovered it in the last few years, is that the thoughts control the physical well-being. So let's dig into that a little bit more. It's it's very true. And I will just tell you as a... Um is a funny story. Uh, I started practicing the holistic system when I was a teenager and I was always fascinated, especially as a teenager, I was fascinated by the hidden powers that we possess, but we don't know how to use yet. So uh, this with the minds, the, the power of our minds, which actually is our strongest instrument, was fascinating me. So I started doing some, some experiments on myself. Uh, thinking extremely intensely of something. And uh, I did it at a party with some of my teenage uh, teenager friends. Uh, I start thinking that I feel sick. And in 15 minutes, I was almost on the verge of throwing up. And my friends were asking me, what, what are you doing? You are just sitting there and I, we can clearly see that you feel worse and worse. What are you doing? I'm imagining that I feel sick. And then I said, but please stop. So I start imagining that now I feel very, very well. So in a couple of minutes, I could reverse completely the state. So it's really our strongest instrument. And as any other instrument, you can use it to do something great, or you can use it to damage yourself or damage other people. But mostly we damage ourselves with our thoughts. And I, I've noticed in my own life that the mind is a very powerful thing. And if the emotions or the thoughts are so, so um, hard and, and challenging, how can someone break out of that? What is, is there a simple thing? Is it a process? What could they do? There are several things you can do because our mind is quite a complex uh, complex structure. So, but the easiest thing that I can suggest right now on the spot is uh, something you can call mindfulness because now it's a popular term. Uh, actually, it's awareness. So you can start start by becoming aware of your own breathing. And our mind uh, has very specific mechanisms that you can learn about so that you can make use of it very good. But with the awareness of our breathing, our mind doesn't have a simultaneous capacity. So whenever you do one thing, the mind is focused on that one thing, more or less. So if you start simply becoming aware of your breathing, and just the breathing, so the air coming into the nostrils, into the lungs, and then out again through the nostrils, and this is the only thing you focus, you will notice that in a couple of minutes, your mind will become very quiet, almost completely quiet. And every time a thought appears, it's just a sign you lost focus. So you have to focus again on your breathing. And this is the easiest thing you can do when the mind is very, very agitated. So focus on your breathing, become simply aware of the breathing. And when you notice thoughts appear, it's just a sign you, you lost track of your focus. So you should even be grateful to your mind that it reminds you, you lost focus and you focus again on 
the breathing. So this is the simplest thing you can start with. When I first got into the mindfulness practices, the breathing was the first place I started and, and I learned that lesson. And I can say that it absolutely is valid because it's helped me immensely. And, and definitely during these times, my mind has been racing. So I, I go right back to that and it's immensely helpful. Yes, I, I totally agree. And uh, I have students, I, I teach also a meditation course. And um, I usually ask the students which techniques that we practice together do you notice uh, they have instant results or they work very well. And uh, the majority of them will always say this technique with uh, becoming aware of your breathing. It's one of the easiest to do having instant results. So they like it very much. Excellent. I know prior to the current situation that we're experiencing around the world, obviously the coronavirus and everything, there's a lot of anxiety just in life in general. And then we throw on this pandemic and the anxiety has gotten worse. I have noticed that too. Uh, my, my personal opinion is that um, we have been raised a little bit to have and to do. And we are not taught or raised so much to, to simply be. So uh, if we live our life all the time with this uh, focus on to have, to accumulate and to do, uh, eventually we will lose track of ourselves. And then we will feel that we are overwhelmed because the pace nowadays is crazy. Uh, probably we work uh, much more than people uh, would have worked for 50 years ago or 100 years ago. And there is also a bombardment of information from all the social medias and TV and radio and so on. So it's a lot for a human being to cope with. It's, it's a little bit too, too much and a little bit of um, wrong focus. So uh, the anxiety that people experience, in my opinion, it's just because we are focused way too much on doing and having and very little on being. Let's dig into that a little bit more. When you say being, what do you mean? I, I have my own interpretation, but what's your definition? We can start with this, becoming aware of what you feel, what thoughts you have in your mind. And this, for example, uh, becoming aware of your thoughts, preponderantly which type of thoughts you have, can be a revelation moment, but also a shock. Because maybe you think you are a very positive and optimistic person. And when you start simply paying attention to what happens in your mind, what type of thoughts you have, Maybe you will discover that, yes, on the surface, you seem to be a positive and optimistic person, but inside your, the intimacy of your mind, the, the preponderant thoughts are not so bright. So this simply being aware what thoughts you have mostly in your mind. What do you feel? What type of states you have? What sensations you experience? What it is around you? So simply be aware. So... To be, for uh, this point of view, means to be aware of whatever happens. And instead of fighting your thoughts and fighting your, your feelings, you learn how to shift the focus. You learn how to um, almost do an inner alchemy or a transformation. So 
when you have the thoughts in your mind, they're already there. So to fight the negative thoughts, it's a, it's a battle that you lose from the start. Because whenever you fight your thoughts, you just give them more energy. So instead of fighting negative thoughts, you, you become aware. Now I have these negative thoughts. Okay, I will just stop for a second and I will think exactly the opposite beneficial thought. So this requires a lot of awareness. Absolutely. I know for me, when I was a little bit younger, my mind just raced and, and it would be very hard for me to even focus on any one thing. And I'm imagining there's a lot of people that might even be in a situation like that. And as I went on this journey, I've been able to get better with that. And, and I've gotten to the point where I can catch my thoughts. I can catch my words because sometimes the words come out and the subconscious is speaking, um, you know, and I catch myself with the negatives and, and uh, even almost to an NLP type of, of state where, you know, don't do this. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do this instead because the subconscious doesn't understand the no. How does someone who's maybe just starting on the journey to do this really be able to focus on those things that you're talking about? Uh, one one funny um, application, let's call it like that, is uh, something which I called the stop technique. So whenever you notice that you are on a very high pace, you just stop for a few seconds. Not if you are driving a car and you stop <laughs> all of a sudden. So you stop internally and start paying attention to whatever it is in that moment you just stopped so uh, it is quite a frustrating process in the beginning because uh, you will notice many times uh, what it is inside and not all the time you'll be very pleased with the content of your mind for example or, or your feelings but this is something everybody can do just stop for a couple of seconds just pay attention okay what's going on now and this stop moment is not only um, a f is not a f is not about stopping physically. It's about stopping internally and putting a stop a little bit to this constant agitation and flow of energy, so that you can breathe and become aware and just calm down a bit. So this is um, spontaneously something which I can re recommend like this on the spot. Excellent. Now, what would a next step be for someone that wants to take it a little bit further? And, and we've got the breathing under control. We've got a little bit of focus. What might be a next natural step or somewhere you might guide a student, a client, or somebody who happens to know what you do and they catch you on the street? I will, I will recommend that uh, they start practicing some type of... Um, I call it a holistic teaching and holistic doesn't mean uh, I've noticed that uh, most people when they say holistic, they refer to a certain type of eating uh, habits. But holistic for me implies that uh, slowly, slowly, step by step, you start practicing uh, mental concentration exercises. For example, you start practicing what I call a, a type of applied uh, psychology so that you become aware of your emotional dimension and also practice a little bit of uh, some physical training. For example, I do yoga, which helps me a lot uh, and start somehow putting together all the dimensions of your life. So what you eat, how you speak, 
what you feel, what thoughts you have. So you have a certain, for me, holistic training means that you train everything that you do in your daily life, but with awareness and also knowing which are the mechanisms behind everything you do. So that instead of doing most of the things you do half consciously or like a little bit like a robot, now you are aware. So therefore, instead of reacting, you will be able to assess and then act or don't act. So it will will give you much more clarity and also much more efficiency. So when I started with this, I started because I I wanted to obtain the maximum results with the minimum effort. And you can call this laziness <laughs> or, or you can call this efficiency. So I'm an efficient, lazy person. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I have said the same thing my entire life. I'm not lazy. I'm just highly efficient. I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the Total Freedom Podcast. I hope you're enjoying and getting value out of what you're listening to. So I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and review the Total Freedom Podcast. This will help us to share the message with more people so that they can overcome the challenges in their life, become more resilient, and achieve the life of their dreams. So again, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much. <laughs> we, we, can, we can laugh about Absolutely. About <laughs> Have you, I'm, you, you kind of talk a little bit about as a child where you were doing the experiments on yourself when you went to that party and everything. Did you come out into adulthood with this awareness and consciousness or was it a journey for you to get there? Did you maybe start in one place and move over to another? I, uh, I was fascinated by the unseen dimension of life since I was a kid. So I was reading at least one book per day but not book, books for kids. I was reading psychology books and uh, uh, books about uh, uh, yogis or uh, people who have uh, paranormal powers. That was what I was fascinated by. And then I wanted to do it myself. So I, I um, searched for something. And when I was 17, I found um, a yoga class which I joined. I'm coming from a communistic country and it was uh, everything which was uh, having any spiritual connotation was forbidden. So when the dictator was killed, then uh, everything related to spirituality, even martial arts were uh, forbidden. Uh, All type of classes and courses started. So I started the yoga class and then... um, I start developing more and more and understanding uh, something that yoga, but also science say nowadays, uh, we use approximately 3-5% of our innate capacities. So even when we have the most brilliant ideas and we have an ecstatic state of happiness, it's still only 5% of what we can Uh, And uh, I have to confess, I don't have enough imagination to imagine myself with 100% of my capacities. So for me, it was a journey. Uh, I have been practicing this system for 31 years by now. And I learn something new every week. And I practice a new technique every week. So the more I learn, the more I understand how little actually we know about ourselves and how, how little we make use of what we actually can't. Absolutely. How did that transition into being a business and your your source of income, I'm assuming, and, and uh, your whole life? Um, 
now I will come with another confession. So when I started practicing the um, holistic integral system, uh, I decided that uh, I will also teach it, not only practice it myself, but I will teach it pro bono. So I have been doing that for 31 years. And uh, because I am... Uh, I want to be independent. I don't want to be to have somebody who is um, providing for me. At a certain moment, I also decided that uh, I would like to, uh, to a certain degree, be able to support myself. So that's why I started with um, online masterclasses. But I'm still, aside of it, I'm still uh, working eight hours per day pro bono with it. Interesting. So you kind of there's a there's a, a phrase in America. I don't know if you've heard it uh, over there. Um, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And it sounds like you're moving towards that because you love this and embrace it so much. So I find it interesting. Yes, I, I really love it. And because I saw uh, what it can do by my own experience, uh, I really want to pay it forward. And I really I really want to help as many people as possible. Pro bono or not, that is, um, it's irrelevant. Absolutely. So what types of things do you work with people on when they come to you, whether it's pro bono or paid? Um, we are practicing a lot of uh, techniques to um, improve the health to the point that you are never get sick again. But also uh, we work a lot with um, mental training in such a way that you will reach eventually an unshakable emotional balance and be able uh, not to manage stress, but to get rid of stress. Because when you manage stress, you just alleviate the symptoms over and over again. And then you create more stress, get alleviate the symptoms. So it's an evil circle, but to get rid of stress so that you can just maintain your emotional balance no matter what challenges life throws at you and we also practice quite a lot of um, mental uh, training techniques meditation mental concentration mindfulness there are different names for it but the uh, structure that we work with no matter the name for it is the same got it in America, I think what you do is not a widely accepted thing because I think we're still, the, the phrase I'll use, I was taught was very patriarchal still. And when you're talking to somebody that maybe has that patriarchal mentality of, I wouldn't touch that, how do you communicate to them to understand the benefits and the really life-changing benefits that come out of it? I, I always respect people's choice. And I also understand that uh, we all are on a journey of uh, self-improvement, even if we don't call it that. And we are on a certain level on, on this uh, journey. So uh, you, ca you cannot make somebody grow by pulling their hair just to make fun a little bit of the situation. So whenever somebody will say, I will not touch that, um, usually I have a good story from my own life or from some of my students' life uh, where I can just present like a testimonial. Here it is what you can obtain if you do this. But if you don't want to, that's your choice. You have your free will, so please make use of it. 
Absolutely. Very much the, the line that I would take as well. You said that you've got some examples from students. Could you maybe give us an example of something fairly unique that you've come across with a student? Obviously, no names, but maybe what the situation was and how you helped them work through it. Uh, yes. Um, for example, I have um, uh, among my students, I don't call them clients, they're my students. So uh, I have an uh, elderly lady. She is uh, she's 79. She will be 80 this year. And she was in a work environment which was not that uh, beneficial for her, quite toxic. She was bullied a lot. And she, um, there were so many ugly things going on against her uh, that pushed her almost on the verge of um, craziness. So by working with her from uh, different levels, including diet, but also physical training, mental training, uh, she she told me that uh, due to the training we did together, uh, she was able to stay sane and not get uh, locked up in a psychiatric ward somewhere because of the um, immense stress she was uh, experiencing at work. Very powerful example. That's uh, incredible. Great job there. Thank you. But it was her job. So I will not take credit for it. It was her job. Her work. But, you, but you were the guide in the Sherpa. So you got her along that path. I did my best with that. Very humble of you. Okay, let's talk about anxiety a little bit more. Because obviously, at the time we're recording this, there's still a lot of lockdowns here in America, we're starting to reopen. And the anxiety is going to bubble. We've talked about obviously the breathing and, and being aware of the thoughts. What other tips or strategies can you recommend for people right now that are maybe feeling this anxiety and uh, they need to do a little bit more? Um, I will come. So I just did uh, on Facebook uh, two weeks of daily Facebook live with unusual tips to uh, to alleviate and get rid of anxiety. So uh, one of the tips I noticed that that video was the most popular for some reason, <laughs> which I called food for happiness. So uh, we now, most of us, we know that the food we eat is our fuel. And usually I'm joking with my students and I'm asking them, do you have a car? And most people have a car. And then I ask them, would you put in your car another gasoline that it is re required for the engine? No, 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 because it will break my engine. Well, what do you, why do you put the wrong fuel in your body? Because your, your organism is like a machine from a certain point of view. So it's important that you put into it the right fuel. So eating the right food can actually alleviate quite a lot uh, anxiety. And in the Ayurveda, for example, in the Ayurveda tradition, which is a yoga branch, uh, it is very well known that you can use food as medicine and you can use food to boost your Im immune um, system and also your state of happiness. So I was uh, suggesting them, for example, instead of eating no matter what, uh, that they start paying a little bit more attention to what they eat so that uh, they eat food which is actually triggering a state of happiness. We all know by now the hormones of happiness and enzymes and vitamins and minerals. Uh, we are quite good at that to a certain degree. 
So I suggested that they will make a homemade um, ice cream, yogurt, which is uh, ecological or bio-organic, depending on the country, we use different names. So organic yogurt with some honey, cinnamon, some other spices that you like. Uh, you can have some raisins and then fresh fruits. And you put it in the freezer and in 20 minutes you will have... Uh, <laughs> An ice cream which will make you feel better. <laughs> so that was one of the things. <laughs> I, I think I can see why that video was a very popular one. I love that idea. <laughs> so you can you can um, vary it a lot. So you can vary with the fruits. You can put also cocoa. You can make any any number of <laughs> recipes with that, uh, and it helps actually. I actually went to culinary school, so I have a culinary degree and I'm a very good cook and I actually have an ice cream maker. So you're giving me some inspiration of what to go do with that thing. <laughs> I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We've covered a lot of things. Um, we've talked about your background and, and anxiety and different triggers and, and different strategies. Is there a question that maybe I should have asked you that I didn't know to ask you about what you do or how people can benefit? Um, one question would be, what is stress or what is the mechanism of stress? Because when people understand the mechanism of stress, they will be able to control it. What we don't understand controls us. And what we understand, we can control. So when people will understand the mechanism of stress, they will stop creating more stress. Or at least they will become much, much better at uh, not reacting with stress to no matter what. Both external factors, but also internal processes. So let's talk about that for a minute. What triggers stress, causes stress, is stress? Let's answer the question I should have asked. Okay, so stress, the term was coined by a Hungarian uh, scientist who lived in Canada in uh, 1936, something like that. And he's, he said that we, already, we have a certain response to external factors, but it is not the external factors uh, which creates stress is how we choose to respond to them. So to a certain degree, we will always have a certain amount of stress in our life and there is positive stress which makes us enthusiastic and optimistic and we uh, driven and motivated, but there is also this uh, negative type of stress which can lead to burnout in the extreme cases. So... Um, it is our choice how we react to different uh, factors, uh, no matter if there are external factors or internal processes. So understanding that this is the mechanism of stress, it's we who choose to react with stress, is not the external factor which is causing the stress. This is, a, this is really an aha moment. It's a, it's a big revelation because you understand you have the power you have the power to stop getting stressed. Of course, it's very easy to say it, but, but when you already have the um, neural paths in your brain, which always make you react, respond with stress, it's easy to say, but it takes some time to get rid of them and rewire your brain and uh, build new connections in your brain so that you will not respond automatically. So it's not an autopilot there responding with stress to no matter what. 
So this, this is something which is very important regarding stress. Absolutely. And it's really funny you say that because I have been saying for years that the only thing that you can control in life is how you react to life. And the answer you gave is exactly what I've been saying for years. So it's very well aligned there. I am absolutely convinced and not because uh, uh, I say that there are many people who came to the same conclusion. It's, it's only the only person or aspect we can control is ourselves. So trying to, to control the outer world, it's a little bit on the verge of craziness because most of the situations we will not be able to change or to control, but we can at any moment can, can control how we choose to react to that. Absolutely. Nothing is inherently good or bad. It's just how we interpret it. Definitely. Absolutely. Awesome. Georgiana, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. If the audience wants to reach out to you, connect with you, and maybe go a little bit deeper, how can they do that? They can simply Google Holistic Life Hub uh, or come directly to my webpage, which is holisticlifehub.com. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes for everybody to connect with Georgiana. Georgiana, thank you again so much for speaking with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, John. It was really a pleasure and I'm always happy to speak with uh, like-minded people. So I hope it was um, helpful for your audience. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. To get the show notes for this episode, head over to totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash episode 18. Thanks again for listening to this episode and we will catch you next week on another episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We create this podcast to help people become more resilient, overcome the challenges in their life, and achieve the life of their dreams. So I wanted to introduce you to the Resolve Formula, which is my unique system to overcome virtually any challenge in life or business. So I want to invite you to head over to totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash resolve and see the short video that I created that walks you through the seven very simple steps of that Resolve Formula. So again, head over to Total Freedom podcast.com forward slash resolve check out the video and we'll see you on the next episode thanks thanks for listening to total freedom with john racine at www.totalfreedompodcast.com